This is the weird episode of Liquid Gold. All right, where the sauce is white and the jokes are light, welcome back to a food-centric episode of Liquid Gold right here on the We Own This Town podcast network at weownthistown.net. And shout out to producer Michael Eads and all he does for We Own This Town. Let's throw a shout out. There's a, new, uh, a new-ish podcast. On it's the We Own This Town network. On the yeah. We Own This Town network called Devalued. And super cool show. They're talking about the collision of art and commerce. That's a that's a huge topic. So that's a great sort of framework. A lot of ways to go there. Yeah. Lot, so oh my god. I don't think they're going to run out of ideas anytime soon. They've had Steve Albini on, which is really amazing. Um, so check out that episode nice. and more. Devalued. Art own and money. Art and money. Think about what that, else is dude. there? Oh, food and drink. That's what we do. So check that out at weownthistown.net and on the socials and wherever you listen to podcasts. My name is Mike Wolf, your host today, along with my co-host. I'm Kenneth Dedman. Kenneth, we're going to talk about a new change in your life. And this is the first episode we've had you in since this new change. But before we get into that, you can find us at liquidgold.show, the website. And as always, subscribe and give us a rating on your favorite podcast app. And email us, liquidgoldpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at liquidgold underscore pod. And uh, our first episode of the new season, go back and check that out, the Pina Colada. And I talked about my travels all over Puerto Rico and some really cool context with uh, surrounding that drink, the Pina Colada, which really changed the game when it came to uh, getting those Caribbean and tropical flavors into America and kind of really influencing a lot in the following decades to come so go back and check out that episode kenneth you a pina colada guy yeah 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 if it's if it's available i'm not gonna i'm not gonna jam up anyone's life by like asking for it or asking why they can't they're not gonna make it for me anyway (laughs) why not you were in puerto rico for about five days five days okay that explains why you didn't get a tan at all yeah i'm pretty good about the uh stuff the sunscreen Uh, i'm wearing the shirt that you you got me Gracia Skate Shop, Old San Juan. Thank you. Check them out anytime. Super cool shop that you sent me to. And what's amazing about that shop, too, they're right there in the thick of where Hunter S. Thompson, where he was living, where he was working at the newspaper. And so he's, it was right there in you the get thick the, of it. You got the feel, huh? Yep, for sure. Uh, now, you're off coffee, so I feel like we got we to gotta dive into that liquid first. Yeah, yeah. We've got a um, lot to get into today with the Super Bowl coming up. We're going to give you some, some dip options. And some guacamole hacks for your Super Bowl party. And then we're going to get into Valentine's Day and uh, how you can put together your own non-alcoholic red wine. Some cranberry juice hacks for uh, making some solid red cocktails. Wow, we're jumping around. We we're got a lot. We're getting into red sauce. We're getting into cheap Keanis. But coffee. You're off coffee. Off coffee. You've been on a, uh, a hazy journey yeah. through the muck. And yeah. you're, you've come out on the other side. How one, did you do it? How does one get off coffee? In 48 hours, it'll be uh, four weeks, so one month. Wow. So how did not, I get you're off? Not going back. Yeah, how did you get off? Uh, like, um, I thought about it for a long time. Uh, panic attacks. I had a couple of panic, or near panic attacks. Oh, one quarter panic attacks. Sometimes driving, often, often after just downing a lot of coffee. Mm. Got into the cold coffee, too, so that I could ingest it super quick it was it was getting bad i was i was literally trying to measure coffee content in possibly like quarts of the day (laughs) 
two quart two quart day, three quart day. Wow. Backed up on sleep. It was it was all about sleep, man. My sleep quality was not incredibly great, and uh, a lot of it was like due to I I thought like later coffees, evening coffees. Yeah, for sure. The most delicious. I remember you used to do that when we would work together, and I yeah. was always like, I don't know how you do it, man. It was the most delicious coffee of the day because you could you could finish a, a work a work project with a real punch, get out of there, and then stare at the ceiling for till like 3 a.m. and start it all over the next day. Yeah. Got sick of doing that. Really, I just, I ran out of coffee. Ran out of coffee one day. Had a couple, (laughs) had a couple of, had a couple of days off. Ran out of coffee one day. So like long work week. One of my favorite things to do is just lay around with my dog. Anyway, maybe Mm -hmm. watch a movie or some, some, some crap documentary, UFOs. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did that and I was basically in a coma for about two days. I kept on waking up and falling asleep again, four hours up, four hours down. I was like, yeah, this is withdrawal, no headaches. Hmm. A lot of sleep, nonstop sleep. If you ever want to get off caffeine, you're going to sleep a lot. That's a good, that sounds uh, it was right restful. Up my, it was right up my alley. Yeah, if good I way to start on, the year. If I was signing on for it, then that was great. Was that uh, a New Year's resolution for you or did it just come about that you needed to do it? I just like, uh, it literally, I had thought about it uh, for a long time and then I ran out of coffee that day and I was like, oh, we'll try it out. I don't know. Like, uh, I kind of, I kind of cheated at first. I did like some green tea about a weekend. I stopped the green tea and that's when I started shivering all the time. It was like 75 degrees in the house. I was jacking the heat up. My, my cousin was just like coming in sweating and I was like, I had a down blanket over me and I'm like, uh. I'm getting it's off the coffee in here. He, he he brought me a COVID test. I took it. He thought I was sick. Nope. It was it was straight up crazy withdrawals. Wow. And then there's like a lot of stuff with like my brain rewiring, where I would lose my temper in a lot of situations. I noticed that I I was kind of laughing a lot of stuff off. So oh, that's after great. it w- it took about two weeks before I started to realize like some positive some positives in it. And, for probably about the last week, I've been getting incredibly, incredibly dense sleep. Like mm. uh, you're you getting some like crazy dreams that you're remembering. Crazy, crazy and, dreams the yeah. whole time. Yeah, it's amazing. Good, good stuff or harrowing. Uh, yeah, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, like waking up, <laughs> waking up takes a really long time. Um, I usually just chug a lot of water when I wake up now and uh, do jumping jacks. Something like that. Well, congrats. Any uh, any tips for people trying to trying to get off coffee? Yeah, I think like uh, weaning with some like caffeinated tea is great, and then you can wean it with the green tea. Yeah, you could, like if you can handle green tea, you gotta like uh, you gotta put some sort of fat in green tea. It always upset my stomach, so I was just like, uh, I don't know, like throwing like some milk in there, mm-hmm. what have you. Mm. But yeah, like lots of water, lots of water, and. Uh, some sort of exercise early because you think about that caffeine for a long time when you wake up. I think it has something to do. I, I think we covered it before, like cortisol levels and, and how early coffees in the day um, often upset your cortisol levels. So um, I'm not saying coffee's bad for, for you. I, I think it's really good for you, honestly. And I'm not saying I'm never going to do coffee again. This could just be a thing where I like rewire my brain, lower my tolerance so low, and then 
here in about three months, I'm going to go get a double espresso. <laughs> I hope I'm there for that for if walk. it happens. Yeah, but yeah. I support your abstinence. Thanks. Thanks. As much as, as much as I can. You mentioned about coffee. Is it healthy? Is it not? There was a study that came out recently, and I'm not stepping on any booze news, which we do have coming up a little bit later. Uh, our first booze news of 2023. But there was a study where as long as you're adding uh, milk or cream to coffee, mm-hmm. that you're increasing the polyphenols, the healthy those healthy compounds that are in like Guinness and some beers, but especially non-alcoholic beers. So that could be one way if, if you're into the health of coffee and if coffee is part of a healthy system for someone, but they want to get off of it. I guess you could do decaf, but then you could also start drinking more non-alcoholic beer, which the studies on that, there's been a lot of positive studies on non-alcoholic beer for uh, exercise recovery. Oh, yeah. And so, oh, yeah. and that's an episode I think we've got on the docket here for this year, doing an NA beer recipe or uh, episode because there's, there's a lot of decent ones now sure. compared to three years ago. We should, we should make one. That'd be fun. Let's yeah. do it. All right. Now we got the Super Bowl coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, should be a decent game. Eagles Chiefs. It's going to be a great game. Um, should be should be an epic one. Eagles favorite, and we're not a sports podcast, much as I wish we were a bo- basketball podcast sometimes. But uh, we do have some, some dips to talk about. So... We talked Super about Bowl that uh, this season we are going to be featuring some food <laughs> liquids and just <laughs> liquid golds that you can add to food and how it all plays into the world of food. So today we're going to talk about the best wing sauce. I think we both probably have consensus on this, but uh, we're talking about Alabama white sauce. All right. Now this Hence stuff the is, rhyme at the beginning of the podcast. And this is amazing because uh, in Garden and Gun, they did a little thing on it. Uh, where they featured, I was looking for Pat Martin's recipe because I know it had been published before and stuff. So it was in a Garden and Gun article going back about nine years, and they said Alabama's white gold. So this is on, liquid gold. Um, yeah. Explain Alabama white sauce real quick okay, yeah. for everyone. Yeah, yeah. So this is a sauce that you want to use for wings. It's a sauce you could use for ribs. Uh, mm. Now it is a mayonnaise based. Um, it's a sauce you can brush on. It's really great for like a if you were doing a big smoked chicken or if you're just doing chicken wings, but it's great for chicken. You can also substitute it for special sauce in a burger, which I know we're going to talk special sauce closer to the summer. But this is a white barbecue sauce typical for wings. Uh, it's a great dunking sauce. It's a great basting sauce. And Pat Martin, his recipe, he grew up in uh, Corinth, Mississippi. So Mississippi comeback sauce is a big one down there, which really just has a few more ingredients than the Alabama white sauce. Now, I've been to the home of Alabama white sauce, Mm. Big Bob Gibson's Barbecue in Decatur, Alabama, just north of Birmingham. Would be a great stop. You can buy the bottled Alabama white sauce there. It's incredible. You know, there's a Kenny's Barbecue in Corinth, Mississippi. Mm. I've passed passed through there a couple of times, and they pretty have, good. They have a yeah, it's great. It's on uh, Highway U.S. Highway 45, going north out of town. Um, of course, I was into it because it's named after me, but I was more impressed that it's like uh, located right next to a church. Oh well, it's open on Sunday. Booyah! Um, so here's a recipe. 
And uh, we're going to tell you a couple ways you can kind of tweak it. This is one of those recipes that you really want to alter to taste because you're going to be using different apple cider vinegars. So we'll get into that in a second. But basically, you do four cups mayonnaise, two and a half cups cider vinegar, one tablespoon of Worcestershire sauce, one teaspoon of minced garlic, two tablespoons of kosher salt, two tablespoons of black pepper, one and a half teaspoon of cayenne pepper. Some other stuff you can add in there if you want to spice it up a little bit. You could add a little chipotle powder. You could add some Aleppo. You could add some paprika. Paprika is pretty common. Maybe the smoked paprika, something like that. Um, but the cider vinegar, uh, there's a pretty big range between acidities. I feel like between like Heinz apple cider vinegar and then Bragg's, which has the mother and is really good for you. Bragg's is just a little bit more intense. So you may need to add more mayonnaise maybe a touch of agave to sweeten it up. And um, that garlic and the Worcestershire are going to set it off. You could also mess around with like a little bit of soy sauce in there um, if you're if you're going for more of like an Asian vibe with your wings. I do have a comment on yeah. the vinegars. Um, yeah, like Heinz uh, uh, filtered uh, vinegar. Oh, the white distilled? Yeah. I love or the Heinz white easy, distilled. Easy to get. Um, yeah, it's good. But anything other than Bragg's runs a higher risk of breaking on you. So uh, you you got to watch your, your vinegar content. Kind of like add it slowly. Yeah, you want to whisk that in in a large bowl. So you kind of just add the cider vinegar with the mayonnaise. Whisk that together. Stir that around to incorporate it. Then you can add the Worcestershire and the spices and a little bit of that garlic. If you're garlic shy, try some shallot. Do a little minced shallot in there. That would be great. Maybe a little bit of chopped up, uh, chopped fine white onion. Um, but that's Alabama white sauce. It is incredible. You will get addicted to it. You will start putting it on burgers, BLTs. Oh, man, it's incredible on a BLT, say, instead of mayonnaise. So you do bacon, lettuce, tomato, and Alabama white sauce. Whew. It's a good trick for ma- mayonnaise haters. As long as they don't have an egg allergy. Um you could you could bust that out on them and uh, see if they if they actually really hate mayonnaise, right? And we recommend Dukes for your Alabama white sauce. Dukes has that little bit of lemon. Oh, and that's the other thing. That's the other thing you can do if you don't want all your acid to come from the cider vinegar. Juice in like an ounce or two of lemon juice, strained, and that will really brighten it up. I always add lemon juice to my white sauce. Um, Because I want that little lemony kick. The lemon goes with the lemon flavor in the Dukes. So I always do a little bit of lemon in there. I love it. I'm getting hungry already. Splash of olive oil. A little olive oil to emulsify. Um, Before we get into Rotel here, some guacamole hacks. So um, I don't know how widespread this belief would be, but I I really think it was. You got to give Jack White. Nashville's own Jack White credit for this. Mm. <laughs> uh, All but right, Mike, where it, are we going here? It was, how it, it was how this guacamole hack spread. It was like in some rider for his tour where you had to have the guacamole pits. There was a guacamole recipe, and then you had to add the pits from the avocados mm-hmm. back into the batch of guacamole. Yeah. And that's what preserves it. The pits help to preserve your guacamole. So that was when I first heard about that trick. High in it insoluble was, it fiber kind of, and fat. Yeah. And, you know, it's obviously helping to preserve the avocado. I mean, when it's uh, 
when it's just a full avocado. So how are you going to do that? Yeah, I guess you, you need like a Vitamix, something that's going to, some sort of machine. Oh, no, you're not. machine that's going to chop it? Or you no, just no, 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 like, you're not chopping it. Oh, you're you, not chopping it? No, no, no. You just, so when you make the guacamole, you make it uh, regular, you know, you, you you spoon out all the avocado. So you're just tossing it in there? You're tossing it in there when you are cooling it in the refrigerator. Okay. So if you're just making it to order and you're going to crush it right away. But a lot of people, if you're doing a Super Bowl party, you're going to make the guacamole a little bit ahead of time because it is nice to like let the flavors meld. So that's another one where I rec- would recommend lemon juice, lime juice, some of that citrus. And the citric acid can really help preserve it. And then the avocado pits. Okay. You can use to help preserve it. It'll he- keep uh, from the color changing to brown. And then you also want to what put about a, tight fitting, a tight fitting lid on there. Keep the peels to scoop out the guacamole. <laughs> that's, what, that's what chips are for. Ah, I hate Jack uh, White. <laughs> all right. I knew that was going to get you riled up. I love it. Here's a, uh, we, have a, we have a solid Rotel uh, dip for you. Solid Rotel recipe here. Rotel this being is, your um, this is really just spicy, beef, spicy um, cheese, ch- tomatoes. Yep. All you need is about a pound ground beef, or you can use pork if you want to make a pork Rotel. That could be tasty. And then a 10-ounce can of Rotel tomatoes, 16, or just chopped tomatoes, 16-ounce uh, package of Velveeta, and then a mm. half teaspoon of chili powder. We probably need a whole episode on Velveeta at some point. But uh, this is a good use for your uh, Velveeta. So you want to um, brown the meat. That's the first thing you're going to do. You can do this in a nice cast iron pan, but you want to do it on pretty high heat. All right. And you want to be watching it so you're not letting it kind of scorch. But you do want to brown that meat on high heat because that's going to give you that nice crust that'll help the, the whole dip hold up. Then you're going to uh, reduce that heat down once the, uh, once the meat's brown. Add those tomatoes and the cheese. You want to stir that around. You can add in some onion, a little bit of shallot, some garlic, and then you're kind of you can transfer that like to a nice warm skillet. You can make it in a skillet and just serve it in the skillet. Do a little chopped green onion, a little cilantro maybe over the top, some chives, and then to kick it up a notch, you could add some chopped up jalapeno. You could do a little red pepper flake in there. Mm which was always nice with the tomato. We'll get into that when we talk a little marinara talk here. And that's basically, that's your Rotel. So that makes a really nice dip, really easy to make. You won't need to spend a ton of time getting ready for your Super Bowl party. I got a Rotel. Um, I got a Rotel dip. All right. All right. You got a can of Rotel. Two, three cans of Rotel. Yeah, they're small. Where are you finding Rotel? I ain't seen it. I've been using all these other ones, but it doesn't matter. It's around, yeah. Uh, Can of black beans. Mm. can of refried beans some cheese creme fraiche what else is there yeah all right this is for your uh veggie ecto vegetarian vegetarian friends okay you take the can of of black beans and you dump it into a pyrex bowl or whatever Mm. the whole thing is going to be like uh your wet base there right right Yep. yep okay you following yep take that rotel you dump that layer on top kind of Mix it around, but you don't want to mix it all the way down into the black beans. You want to layer it. Mm. Then, creme fraiche over the top of that. Then, some cheese. Then, refried beans. Then, more creme fraiche. Then, cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got your ta- you're sprinkling taco on each Oh, yeah. On you're going to like casserole this one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Throw it in. 350. One hour. Cheese on top. Lots of cheese on top. Yeah. Three can. 
that's three cans, three three Curd. ingredients, yep, and creme fraiche and cheese, and taco seasoning. Done. Oh yeah, you can use. Uh, there's the Taco Bell taco seasoning you can get. You could get maybe some packets from Taco Bell. Add that in there. That would be amazing. Yeah, you got you got that that drawer. <laughs> and then uh, that's great, hot or cold. You know some some. Uh, so I know people are gonna probably go with like Budweiser for their Super Bowl beer. Maybe uh, Bud Light or Coors. Maybe a Bud Light. Maybe Light. a Coors Light. Uh, some local favorites we have in the Pilsner game: uh, the Crispy Pills from Southern Grist, mm-hmm. a favorite of mine. That one's tasty. Straight to them. And then the um, a Harding House uh, Jimmy Red Lager. That's a good one. If that's that was in a can, uh, our neighbors <laughs> right over here, Jackalope, uh, the Sarka Pilsner, incredible. I've never had that. It's so good. You gotta try it. I think it's the best thing they've ever made. Hmm. We got to get them on here to talk about it. Uh, that would be an amazing Super Bowl beer if you're here in Nashville. And then I feel like the Mexican beers are low-key just great with a lot of those Super Bowl foods. It's going to be great with guacamole. It's going to be great with Rotel. going to be great with the acid punch of Alabama white sauce. So I like a Negro Modelo myself. But uh, Tecate would be great. Um, I think can anything, that, anything kinda, in a can. Yeah, anything cold in a can, you're okay. Mm-hmm. And Super Bowl coming up. Who do you got this year? I don't have a preference, um, nor do I have like a prediction. I think it's going to be that intense of a game. Couple of couple of former Titans are on the Eagles, so I'd be happy to see them. You know, get a ring. Titans have a really great, um, really great way of like cutting a player, and they immediately uh, win a Super Bowl. <laughs> for another team yeah uh what do you think about this whole artificial turf pretty uh, crazy yeah yeah i don't know like uh it's a whole new kind of artificial turf so it'd be softer because i played on artificial turf when they had it and just like playing around on the field at uh, Folsom CU Boulder Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, they had the artificial turf down there. You played football? I played. Well, we just went down on the field and we got to play around. Okay. Um, down on the field. All right. And uh, it was just really rough. Super um, rough. But I now think they have the better, softer It's kind. better years and years later. Yeah. Um, I remember. It's still strange that I find I find that they that the Titans are going there. Yeah. Uh, if it, I don't know if they if it's dedicated to player safety, then I'm all for it. Rough injury year. Um, I guess that's what it is. All right, now with uh, Valentine's Day coming up, and maybe you're on the heels of dry January, or maybe you're still not drinking, I do want to get into, it's a good uh, excuse to get into anything red, red cocktails people like to make, maybe break out some rose water. So we got a few cocktails that you can make, but I first want to tell you how you can use 100% cranberry to make your own non-alcoholic red wine. If you want to forego the drinking this year for valentine's day but you still want to make it seem like you're sitting there drinking a nice red wine or rosé take that 100 percent cranberry juice all right you're gonna have that with water so you're gonna do equal parts of the juice and water and taste that and maybe that's still a little bit too intense you could go a little bit more water uh you're gonna do a little pinch of lime juice in there just gonna squeeze a little bit of that in there Mm. and then like a teaspoon of agave so you're going to get a little bit of sweet and sour in there, but just a tiny amount, okay. just to give it a little bit of flavor. And then the tannin, all that tannin from the 100% cranberry juice is really going to mimic wine in a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's been one uh, like weekday drink. If I'm making something and I don't want to necessarily have red wine, 
I'll go to go to this little like cranberry red wine hack because uh, I love the 100% cranberry juice. Got into it a lot around Thanksgiving, using it in some drinks, using it in some cooking, um, and it's just so intense. Um, and the, and again, 100%. So this stuff you do not really drink it on its own. It's too intense to drink straight. I mean, not as intense as barrel proof whiskey, but it's it's got a lot of tannin, a lot of bitterness, but it's a great tool that you can build out some nice, easy, non-alcoholic drinks. Now, if you want to make cocktails with it, there's obviously the Cosmo, which we haven't ever covered on Liquid Gold. We're not going to make this the Cosmo episode today, but it's a good template um, because it doesn't have to be a vodka drink, but it's a good template if you want to mess around with a Valentine's Day drink. Say you're doing three-quarter ounce of lime juice, quarter ounce of orange juice, say about a half ounce of the 100% cranberry. Then you're going to need about a quarter ounce of agave, pinch of salt, and then you can do any spirit from there. It'd be amazing with mezcal, be great with tequila, be great with gin, rum would even be really good. Yeah, um, I like Cosmo. It's a good template. You know, we, we, we got to cover it probably at some point this year, do a Cosmo Shots episode. It's definitely one of the most popular drinks in the last 30 years. You get a Cosmo anywhere. Some dive bars will do you Cosmo. Yeah, and you're Let's still you're still making them, right? You're getting requested. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. People st- so that's that's still a big one and that's a good Valentine's Day one, but you don't have to necessarily make it like a light vodka drink. You can go big if you're using 100% cranberry juice. Yeah. You can go with some big flavors and you can make a really big uh intense cocktail. And then uh, if you want to make it Valentine's Day, rose water, and you can get lavender flower water. Mm-hmm. They have that at Turnip Truck. You can get that around, and those are great if you want to add that little bit of floral, that kind of pre-spring floral, florality, I guess. Certainly. So rose water, you want to be careful. That's typically like four to six drops per drink. It can get soapy if you go too far. You just want that kind of light hit. And then... Um, the lavender water, you can go a little bit, you can do a little bit more lavender water than rose water. It's not quite as soapy. Yeah, I think you can um, you can overdo lavender a little bit. Um, same for sometimes orange flower as well. It's like that similar kind of cilantro note. Yeah. You can overdo yeah. cilantro. So that's, that's a way to kind of get some florality, some Valentine's Day florality into some of your drinks. Pomegranate juice, another great one. Pomegranate juice, super intense. We talk about grenadine a lot in the book. Cheer, liquid gold holiday drinking guide. Available wherever books are sold. And uh, grenadine and pomegranate juice, another great way to kind of add that holiday red color. But you don't want to do it cheaply, and you don't want to do it without 100% juice. Uh, So cranberry and pomegranate, great options for that. Now, moving on to the meal. Next subject, the meal. I think one one of the great wines for Valentine's Day... Because a lot of times there's like a lot of money maybe going into you buying all these ingredients for food or for like a nice meal or, you know, you're going out for a Valentine's Day dinner at one point, but then you also want to cook something at another point. Or maybe, you know, you're going out for a nice Italian meal, but you're wondering, I don't want to spend too much money on the wine. So we're going to talk cheap Chianis right now. Okay. Here's some good ones. We got a little little list here for you, and these are just the ubiquitous available at the store. You got the uh, Gabbiano, 
is a really cheap one that can be really nice. And what I found with a lot of these, Da Vinci is another one. And they vary. That's what's interesting about them. That's kind of where you're getting a deal because it's not always going to really be super consistent. Mm-hmm. Now, you'll get some really good bottles. You get some where, eh, not quite as great. But Kiani's a good bet, especially if you're making what we're going to get into in a minute, which is marinara, red sauce, making that spaghetti and marinara. Mm. Um, so Da Vinci, Gabbiano, Opizzi, that's another, that's like got the straw bottle. Uh, Bonfi, that's got that nice straw bottle that you see in The Godfather. Sometimes you kind of want that. Mm. That's a nice vibe on the table. Plus you get a lot of wine in those. And then uh, Fattoria de Luciano. That's a good, really affordable Chianti that's readily available that you can find. I like how we're tying Chianti to Valentine's Day. Are you declaring it the, uh, the wine of Valentine? Oh, yeah. This Toscana Red is a nice one uh, from Antonori. Villa, Villa Antonori. Um, that's a good one. Vecchia Cantina Chianti. Another decent one. So there's a lot of just good, cheap Chiani out there. And it w- and since you're buying, you know, you're not spending a ton of money on it, that means you can cook with it. You're not going to feel too bad about getting a few bottles and adding like a cup to your red sauce. Now let's talk red sauce, Kenneth. Because mm. we've got some hacks there too. So a real basic way that you can make your red sauce with just the canned uh, San Marzano canned tomatoes. Now, there's plenty of recipes online you can find if you want to break down the tomatoes. You know, tomatoes aren't exactly in season right now, so you don't really want to go there, but you can blanch them, pierce the skin, take the skins off, cook those down, strain that out, all that. But this is just a simple, you got a can of tomatoes, you've got some olive oil. Can of whole peeled tomatoes. Whole peeled tomatoes. You got your olive oil, you got Mm. garlic, Garlic. a little bit of red wine. Onion. You can do onion, you can do shallot, and then having uh, any dried basil around, or it's really easy. I don't know if you've noticed this, but it's definitely something I've noticed in the last year is that there's just more fresh basil around in the winter months. Like it's easier to find it. I don't know if it's coming from California. There's more hot houses, there's more grow houses now. So, um, but I found even at, say, Kroger or Publix, you know, they'll have these like little tiny uh, basil plants that you can buy, put next to the window, mm-hmm. and they do pretty well. Yeah, they do. Um, so I I think you really want basil in a, in a nice red sauce if you can get it. So really you're just doing a nice, you know, couple tablespoons of olive oil first in that pot. You're going to chop up that garlic, maybe a little bit of onion, or maybe a tiny bit of shallot. You're going to cook that. You do not want to, you just want to sweat it out a little bit. You don't want to toast the garlic. You don't want to cook it very much at all. You want it to be translucent when you're... As translucent as you can get it. And then you can um, add in that tomato, add in that canned tomato, add in a little red wine, Mm -hmm. stir that all up. You want to get it so it's just lightly simmering. And then once it's kind of lightly simmering and you've stirred it and you're checking it, you can put the top on, turn the heat way down, so it's just barely bubbling a little bit. Exactly. And then you can add your basil. Say you add like a couple of uh, 
strands of basil, a couple stems, a couple full stems of basil. You can add those in and stir and, and let those simmer for a couple hours. Take them out later or leave them in there for more rustic. A couple other hacks, you can add like a little bit of beef stock. You can add a little bouillon. You could add, um, we mentioned the wine, say a little toasted fennel. If you got like fennel seed, you could toast some of that in a skillet, throw it in. Little red pepper. I like red pepper. So I yeah. basically just usually go olive oil, garlic, let that cook for just a couple minutes. Then the canned tomato, touch of red wine, little bit of basil, crushed red pepper. Beauty. And you can let that, and, and the, really the only hack we've got is that you just let that go on low for as long as you can, three, four hours, a couple hours, eight hours. Wowza. Um, if you say you've gone to the butcher and uh, got a couple steaks or you got a, a meat course involved, if you have bones or say you have pork chop bones from something else, always throw those in your red sauce. And let those simmer for a while, that collagen. That'll give you some umami. That'll give you plenty of flavor. And then the other uh, hack that we've got for this meal is the pasta water, another liquid. We could probably do a whole episode on. Pasta water is the uh, emulsifying sheen that you're going to get once you kind of put all the pasta together. So you cook your pasta in a big pot of water just to al dente. You're of the mind. You're thinking, I'm going to finish this later in a big pan that I'm going to saute and mix everything together. And that's when you're going to add that pasta water. So before you strain out your pasta, take a little coffee mug, dip it on in there, and get yourself a good cup or so of pasta water. Get a cup of pasta water. You really are going to need it. You're going to thank us later. Because then when you're sauteing, then you get your saute pan out. Mm -hmm. You got your noodles. They're, They're cooked al dente or maybe just a hair before. Honey, you're ready. It, you're putting it all together. Maybe you've got some sausage you're going to add to it, some meatballs. Oh, you shit, add yeah. those to the pan. Then you're adding the noodles, then the sauce, then some chopped basil, then the pasta water. And then what you want to do, as I've learned from watching the old videos of the old grandmas of Italy, you're really cooking that down. You want to get that heat up to where you're tossing it around the pan. Things are the, the sauce is reducing a little bit, the pasta water is reducing, Yo. and you're getting the sheen. And the sheen's gonna come from a really nice red sauce, but also the pasta water. Mm-hmm. It's the pasta water, the olive oil, the, the red sauce, the cheap Chiani. I think you've got a really nice meal on your hands yeah. without spending very much at all. Let me tell you something though. Boom. You gotta be gentle. You see, you got the spaghetti in there, right? Be gentle. Be gentle when you're moving it around. You want to pick kind of like fold it over, fold it over. If you got prongs. Yeah, little tongs. Lightly, like tongs, yeah. Lightly pick it up and set it down. Then you fold it over, fold it over. Lightly pick it up, set it down. Yeah, and you're just you're just aerating. Yeah. You're aerating everything. Yo. Um, so you want to be tossing that around. Killer. Mm. All, All right. right. Let's keep let's keep hitting subjects. What's up? What are we doing? I think it's time. Are we doing booze news? Yeah. yeah you're right. Something new, new intro. It's booze news with Kenneth Deadman. Super Bowl ads this year. Crypto is out. Booze is in. All right. Super Bowl Sunday. I get behind that. Yo, I guess like that's why I um. You know, like Tom Brady. Sorry, sorry about all that. But like, uh, his he like lost a fortune in crypto. 
It's quite possibly none of my business, but um, possibly what led to his recent divorce. Poor guy. Oh, you think it was that and not the unretirement? It was um, the crypto. Um, I, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, I give a lot of relationship advice, but um, like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, obviously it was, it was, uh, it was a lot of, th- it's, it's always a lot of things. It's, it's not, it's not just one thing. It's not just money in divorce. All right. This woman, uh, Sue's bar after getting so drunk, she blew up a $10 million home. A uh, Canadian woman driving her car drunk. Crashed into a house, causing an explosion, now suing the concert venue that uh, provided her alcoholic beverage, claiming the owners are to blame. Nicknamed the car bomb fiasco, uh, Daniela uh, Lise, a 26-year-old woman, was on her way home from a Marilyn Manson concert. That was her f- one of many mistakes of her night. <laughs> right. Budweiser Garden in London, Ontario. Crashing her Ford Fusion, um, which was registered to her father, into a brick home, rupturing a gas line, triggering a massive explosion, destroying four houses. Holy shit. Injured seven people. No one died somehow. So what a miracle. That's why we're covering it. Don't drink and drive. Oh, man. Uh, she's going to do, uh, I think, uh, final the final uh, est- estimate was actually right around $15 million. Uh, she pled no contest. She's doing three years in jail. Wow. Sheesh. That's um, crazy. But that's hilarious. Marilyn Manson. I didn't even know he existed. Not anymore. <laughs> oh, DC bar. The DACA. Beer Garden in D.C., uh, the Navy Yard, D.C., recently found out exactly how much it costs to rent a domesticated groundhog for a Groundhog Day event. Oh, wow. Guess how much? Guess how how much? much? A lot of searching. A lot of searching. It costs $7,000 to get a groundhog to your your event. uh, $7,000? Yo. Jeez. um, I guess the domesticated ones are... uh, Dude, like, we should get one, huh? I see a I'm bunch kind of, of scared of them. I see some out in West Tennessee. So I, I'm going to trap one. And then we're going to domesticate it. I don't know, though. It's got a family at that point. Um, <laughs> how? Well, we'll just take the whole family. We'll take the whole, my house. We'll take the whole family. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll domesticate them all. It's probably easier on their uh, <laughs> psyche to do that. That's that's crazy. Seven thousand dollars, and we yeah. The, so if we have five of them, say, it's thirty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars per February second. That will finance quite a Valentine's Day. Wow, you know the other day. Are, are you familiar with uh, Vincent Gallo, the uh, the actor director? Yeah, I was looking at his website the other day, which is also like doubles as his uh, uh, prostitution soliciting site. Yeah, look it up. Vincent what? Gallo. Um, you can rent Vincent Gallo um, for $50,000 a day. <laughs> and if it involves sex, there's more money involved. It costs more. Jeez. He, Crazy. He farms himself out on his website. It's uh, it's a really great rabbit hole to go into if you like wow. like reading while you're pooping or like you drank too much caffeine and you're laying in bed late at night. <laughs> go to vincentgallo.com and... Uh, 
I don't know, pick your experience and price it out. Wow. I like how you went from Groundhogs to Vincent. Just reminded me, like uh, he's the Groundhog of Hollywood. I had seen that. Rec- I didn't. I don't, never really considered like renting any sort of animal. I guess like uh, people have rented ponies before at birthday parties. I have. have. Yeah. yeah, it was intense. Oh, congratulations to um, Elizabeth McCall, the new master distiller at Woodford Reserve. Mm. Technically considered Kentucky's oldest distillery depending on depending on who the hell you ask uh the distiller um, as a brand woodford reserve is only like 25 years old or something it was it's not a very old brand but mccall has been has been working for the company over a decade she was a master taster she knows the ins and outs uh of of said distillery she's also second second or third generation uh bourbon whiskey producer which is great uh what congratulations anyway um great to have a woman in control of huge bourbon company uh now mccall uh also is inheriting kind of like an upcoming uh union strike as well like uh i think um woodford employees moved to unionize back in november so good luck with that amazing Uh, um i got a booze news if you want yo all right, yeah, um, this is hot off the presses, but booze just topped beer in sales volume for the first time ever. They attribute to bourbon and tequila. Wowza, yeah, thanks, tequila. Thanks, tequila. <laughs> you know, like um, uh, 2023 tequila is supposed to overtake vodka in the United States. That's, that's cr- I believe that when I see it. All the predictions. I remember we talked about that on a previous episode, but uh, so now spirits have a 42.1% sales share of the beverage alcohol market compared with beers 41.9% according to the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States and this is from a Market Watch report just this morning wine comes in third with a 16% share yeah it seems like every year spirits have been gaining a little bit on beer uh, back in 1999 beer absolutely ruled it uh, with a 56% market share versus 28.2% for spirits so spirits have been on the rise now for the last 20 years steadily climbing and their climb man it really like the the climb of of uh of spirits has been more gradual whereas the decline for beer really picked up in like 2013 sure and has really dipped down in the last i'd say three or four years so and in related news, Americans are getting more obese. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nagai Garden in Nikko, Japan, beverage company, has uh, recently re- released a uh, dumpling-flavored soda. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, Goza Cider. Mead. Um, <laughs> a Goza Cider? That's dumpling? Uh, Goza dumpling cider, yeah. Um, oh, wow. What? With a unique smell world. of chili oil, vinegar, soy sauce, garlic, and ginger. The smell is so strong that the, uh, that the producer recommends, this is, on the, this is on the label, that you open it outside. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, amazing. 
must open outside. Oh, Otherwise, they, everyone will be offended. The makers are also in it's like <laughs> their party. marketing release uh, admitting they had no interest in making this drink delicious. Uh, they wanted to reproduce the taste, the smell of dumplings. Wow. Man, sometimes it's just like, why? Oh, man. Just this, the word why. This one guy that uh, drank it... Uh, uh, tweeted, uh, it was, uh, it was sweet at first. The ginger and the garlic taste, uh, the dumplings hit my throat <laughs> all at once. Uh, another guy, uh, I drank it after a meal and then I vomited. Oh sweet. my God. That's a rough review. Uh, liquid carbonated dumplings. That's killer. That's crazy. You should do that. I give it a shot. You pair it. Do you pair it with like Chinese food? I don't know. Might be too much. I think I just like beer with my Chinese food, or maybe a nice. I think uh, maybe a nice Chablis. Nah, I like uh, <laughs> do like fifty fifty, like a shooter with tequila, perhaps. <laughs> that works for anything. Yeah. Uh, All right. Philadelphia hospital ER doctors are bracing for Super Bowl Super Bowl revelry. Oh man, I bet. Touted as the worst fans of all time in all sports. Philadelphia is a yes, rack, they are. rack of a place. They're t- they're there's some tough folks, but um they're the worst they're the worst fans ever. Oh yeah. Um if anything if anything sways my favor away, respect. Respect to Philly. They tough. But any, if anything sways sways me away from or for into into favor of the of the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs, it would just be some of my Worst experiences I've ever had with Philadelphia Eagles fans. You know, mm. you know they used to have a uh, court, a night court inside the Philadelphia the arena, the the right the football stadium because all the fights. Yeah, yeah. They would immediately be ta- detained and put put before a judge. Amazing. That'd be a good SNL skit. The night court that's inside Philly Stadium. I used to go to night court back in high school. You used to be able to go and watch. Just observe. It became mm. like a. It, it, at first, it was super cool, but then like uh, it seemed to be really popular for a lot of people to come and disrupt. And then one time I was there, like half the people that were observing court got arrested for for being loud for talking. Mm. It's like uh, fuck this. I'll just watch it on TV. Nice booze news. You uh, undersold it. There's a lot of lot of stuff going on. Mm. Oh, you got a final thought? Well, that was a lot of subjects. Yeah. Some random, some not so random. That's weird. We should do some more of this like Yeah, I think this is we're just gonna... like a stacked shots episode, really. We yep. should do a rapid fire episode like this again. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's good. I like it. We should compile a list. We've got a and see how many I've got the list of all the food liquids. We can't share mm. it because we don't want to step on all the episodes we have to come. But I think getting Brian Baxter, chef at the Catbird seat. Getting him on to talk mirin and soy sauce, maybe cooking with sake. He's doing a lot of that over there at the Catbird Seat. He's doing some really interesting stuff. get him in here, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. So I think we need to get him on to talk some of these cooking liquids that he's experimenting with over there and doing really cool stuff. Awesome. Yeah, Um, he's a great dude. All right, well, we look forward to so much to come here on a new season of Liquid Gold. Lots of content to come. Booze news recipes all the things all the stories check us out on the website liquidgold.show check out all the podcasts that we own this town.net 
and we will see you next time right here on Liquid Gold. Later, Tater.